BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Some leather-lunged New Yorker. He's cheering for the Panthers, but he's behind me. And he was making all these jokes. He's like, yeah, the Panthers are losing by a hair. I heard these Florida fans are rabid, but this is ridiculous. Anyways, and then security came down. Right from from everybody, because the rabbit's not hurting anybody. I was kind of hoping the rabbit would crap all over the kids. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. It's me, the champ. It's the RP Show. It is what day? Tuesday, and we're coming at you live here on Game Plus TV. We're streaming on YouTube, as always, in WQEE, the key the key down there in beautiful Noonan, Georgia. Rhino Radio, shout out to you. Let's bring it in. Let's bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont. He's residing in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, and we're ready to have a lot of fun and talk sports over the next two hours. It's another one of those days. I shouldn't get cocky, Moose, but I'm over-prepared. I've been working all morning getting ready for this show, and uh, here's hoping that it all goes just fantastic. How's your day been so far? What what, what would you like to talk about today? Oh, man, it, it's awesome. The morning's great. Um, we've we talked about in our pre-show meeting, we've consumed enough NFL content this morning watching our various sports channels. Let's talk about anything else um what i was reading up this morning and what's kind of very interesting is just watching alexander ovechkin and his pursuit of not just gretzky but three goals away from 800 now and the top story at nhl.com was a picture of him and, and gordy howe which i thought was pretty cool actually um uh, it's i'm glad you said that two things one i'm almost nfl'd out it's tuesday i'm like enough it's they're serving fast food filler crap on NFL on ESPN. It's too much. Uh, let's talk about something substantial, something nutritious. And that for us is the National Hockey League. And the reason I'm ringing the bell is you told me yesterday we're now nationally ranked as a hockey show through Apple Podcast. You just told me that yesterday. So uh, ring the bell, you pansy. So we made just a little over a week ago, we made the decision to streamline, go a little more. NHL and, uh, you know, CFL too. Those would be our two things and then work in the rest around it. So people seem to have noticed. So there you go, Moose. We're on the same page, not shockingly. Before we go any further, the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, I believe today is our 11th day 
of the round one bracket for the NHL's reverse retro jerseys. And today we've put the St. Louis Blues up against the Nashville Predators. I thought, let's just get it out of the way now. I don't know, Clark, if you have the photo handy or not. If you don't, we'll, we'll do it later. It's up. There you go. Okay, so two yellow jerseys. And forgive me for saying, the Nashville jersey, hello, isn't that what they wear all the time? And the Blues jersey, when you put it like that, Clark, it looks pretty hot. But if you watch it on TV, again, it looks like somebody puked on my TV screen. How about that? Yeah, so uh, Moose, I'm voting for the Blues now because I feel like the Predators, they didn't put a lot of thought into their Jersey, although I guess that is the original logo from by rights. That is the retro logo of theirs. But who are you voting for? Yeah, it's. I think this is going to be another close vote. I'll vote for the Blues, too. Um, I, I don't have fond memories of Nashville when they entered the league. I think it was in the same expansion era as Columbus. They entered together. So I, I'll vote for the Blues. I think that's probably it'll win by a hair. The Oilers won the vote yesterday, by the way, by the way, 52% over the Calgary Flames, 48%. I predicted 50-50. It ended up 52-48. By the way, Ryan O'Radio is checked in from WQEE Rock, 99.1 FM, and uh, he's all over it. And by the way, it's Atlanta Thrashers night at the uh, minor pro hockey team down there in Atlanta. It's Friday night, right, Ryan? Uh, for one night only, the Thrashers are back. Give them a follow on Facebook and all their social media there, WQEE, if you want to know about that. So that's a great preamble right there. Can you hit the quick six show horn, uh, Jordan, and we will get down to business. By the way, just to give you an idea of what's coming up in the quick six, if this was, pardon the interruption, you'd have all the topics down the side of the screen. Uh, obviously, NHL here, Monday Night Football coming up. Connor Murray was hurt. Hawks lost last night in the NBA. Team Canada's name for the World Jays yesterday. Couple CFL items, John Huffnagel stepping down in Calgary, and the Rough Riders have finally announced their offensive coordinator, and then we'll take a look at the NHL tonight. That's all coming up. But in hour one, we look at last night of the National Hockey League, and Matt Boldy and Freddie Goodrow scored as Minnesota beat the Edmonton Oilers 2-1. Connor McDavid had an assist on Zach Hyman's goal for the Oil. Stuart Skinner finished with 28 saves for Edmonton. What this wire story doesn't tell you is that Marc-Andre Fleury got the win. It's his 18th 10-win-or-more season of his career. The flower is going to the Hall of Fame. They should wave the three-year window and put the flower in right away. It was goalie night. It was goalie revenge night, the National Hockey League. Yeah, we all like the goals. Sure, 7-6-8-5. That's a hell of a lot of fun. But I can appreciate a one nothing game like we had last night or a 2-1 game. Nick Suzuki and Kirby Dock scored in the shootout. The Montreal Canadiens rallied to a 2-1 victory over the Flames. Josh Anderson tied the game for Montreal on the third, forcing overtime. Jake Allen made 34 saves and denied Nazem Kadri's attempt to seal the win to snap a three-game home losing skid. Jake Allen was the first star in goal for Montreal. Jacob Markstrom for the Flames was the second star in the game. I watched it. And Darren, I followed my own rule of don't tweet during the game because I jinx things. And I was going to say Jacob Markstrom's come to play. Unfortunately, the Flames just can't score. And they are the owners of the final wildcard spot. As of today, in the NHL's Western Conference, we got a lot of viewers and listeners in Alberta, Oilers fans and Flames fans. The Flames, to me, looked like they were skating in uh, cement 
or gravel for a lot of the first half of that hockey game last night. Uh, did you? Which of the games did you watch last night? I'm assuming you did. Yeah, I had my my eyes mostly on that game, and, and you're right, the legs weren't there early. But here's the thing for Flames fans: hey, for Oilers fans. And anybody else who's looking like they might be on a bubble or, you know, not cementing their playoff spot, all you have to do is get in. All you have to do is get in. And at the same time, you have to make sure the process is there. They've got some things to figure out in Calgary about the process right now. It's not what it needs to be. But they're hanging around and in games long enough. And it's good to see Markstrom play the way that he did because he took it on himself last week and said he was not a very good hockey player right now. And if we get more nights like this from Jacob Markstrom, the Flames are going to be just fine. Yeah, f fair. Um, and trust me, we'll move on to the other games. But this is the game that I watched last night. And I went back because I've watched two of the last three Flames games. And they've allowed six or more power play opportunities to the opposition. Seven last night against Montreal. Seven against Columbus three games ago. And six against the Leafs on Saturday night. And... The Leafs only afforded the Flames two power play opportunities. And I, I saw the quote. Daryl Sutter came out after Saturday's game and said the refs are favoring the Leafs. And I don't know if he specifically said Marner or Matthews, but it was turned into an article at Yahoo.ca about Daryl Sutter criticizes NHL officials. Blah, 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 blah. You guys got to stop putting so much stock into what the coaches say, and particularly Daryl Sutter. He's just playing you. He's sending out a message, okay? Do you understand? And because it's Daryl, he can say whatever he wants, and nobody's, because it's Daryl, you know? And that's fine. Daryl obviously needs to worry about his own dressing room more than what the officials are doing, and he knows that. But trust me, I know the behind the scenes of the coach speak. Don't put as much stock into this. Um, the Flames got to stay out of the penalty box. They got to play a lot better than what they are because that roster is better than what they're showing. We all know that. And if there's, Daryl showed it with the LA Kings where they went from out of a playoff position in January to winning the Stanley Cup in 2012. So that's what the Flames and their fans will be hoping to do. And here's another thing. I was I was wondering, why don't I go to NHL or any team websites anymore? You know, I used to go there for the stories and the highlights and I hadn't, and I went to the Flames website just to see what they had about last night's game. And it's like, Jacob Markstrom makes all these saves, second star, and so-and-so scored. But the Flames lost in a shootout. <laughs> like, now that's just an ad for the team. I'm not learning anything there. I can learn that from the score sheet. Anyways, Cam Talbot had a 32-save shutout for his first, uh, first shutty with the Senators and a 3-0 win over the Ducks. But it was a costly win for Ottawa. Tim Stutzla and Tyler Mott were both injured in the first. Alex Dabrinkit had a pair of power play goals for the Sens, and Parker Kelly also scored. I've just written the score here. New York Rangers 4, New Jersey Devils 3 in overtime. And you would think it's just the Devils and the Rangers meeting on a Monday night, Darren. But if you watched NHL Network, it was the lead item. And they showed highlights going into the highlight package of Prader and Richter and Dugay. It's New York versus New Jersey on a Monday night. Like, gosh, I love it. <laughs> the buildup, the hype, but I'll say it again. The Rangers won 4-3 in overtime, and Ron Duguay's coming up in hour two. We'll spend more time on the game there. In Pittsburgh, if Jenny Malkin pounced on a loose puck and fired it into the net with 35 seconds remaining to lift the Pittsburgh Penguins over the Dallas Stars 2-1 Monday night, and we'll wind this up with the St. Louis Blues 
Shutting out Nashville, one nothing. Braden Shen of Saskatoon. Sask, glad you asked. Scored the only goal of the game to win it for the Blues. And Jordan Bennington made 25 saves for the shutout. So I'll say it again. It was a night of goalies revenge in the National Hockey League. And I appreciate that. Um, yeah. The low-scoring games can be a little eye-glazing for the average Joe. Uh, do you appreciate, not even a defensive, a goaltender's night? Because Monday night was a goaltender's night. Do you appreciate that as much as I do? Yeah, I think so. And I think you appreciate it more when you have more scoring, which scoring's up in the NHL. So I think when you get a night like this, I think you do appreciate it. And for Jordan Bennington, I think it was his 100th win last night. That's a big deal. You know, Marc-Andre Fleury playing well uh, for Minnesota. You got a lot of great storylines in the games. And, you know, I think it's awesome when the goaltenders shine. And then you did have the one game that kind of stood out with seven goals, which seemed like a lot last night, the 4-3 Ranger win. And I wasn't watching that game until I got the notification. You know, I think it was from the score that the Rangers were down 3-1 to and scored two goals in seven seconds to tie the game. And then ended up winning that hockey game. So there was a lot of fun last night. And it's, it's fun when you get the odd uh, goaltenders night. And 12 games in the NHL tonight. We'll turn our attention to those next hour, but I will be at the Florida Panthers Columbus Blue Jackets game. And while that is not the marquee game of the night, I know that the Panthers just like, not that they care that I'm there, but they see that I'm there and they just want you there. You know, it's one thing I know about life, just being there means a lot. Your presence is 90% of it. There's other media here in Florida because every night that I go into the games, they go through the stack of media passes. There's guys, pretty big name media guys that haven't been to a game all year. I see their name on the passes. They haven't picked them up yet. Boys, it's December. Oh, right. The Dolphins are playing. Um, from the chat, Jake Hughes writing in, friend of mine from the Calgary area. He's Kevin, the medium son. He says, just getting in isn't a key for success in the playoffs. The Flames have been trying to build a cup run. That's the whole thing. You can tell who's serious going into the year when teams say, we just want to be in the playoffs. Vancouver. Or it's Stanley Cup or bust, like the Oilers, like the Flames. That's the point. I think that's why we're riddled with anxiety that the Oilers and Flames were in a wild-card spot right now, and the Panthers are out and fading four points behind even a wild-card spot right now. It's like if you're it's in it just to make the playoffs, then you're not in it to win the whole thing, my opinion. Uh, we just lost Moose. That's okay. We'll get him back. Uh, and this isn't the comment section time. I'm just throwing them out there to be charitable. Speaking of, tell a miracle 47. This is the week. This is the week. On Friday, we're making the draw. The biggest fundraiser of the year for the Kinsman Telemiracle Foundation, the Kinsman Foundation of Saskatchewan. Please do me a favor. You Saskatchewan people, and I get a lot of messages from you watching on Sastel Max, Channel 427 Everyday Game Plus. Buy your Telemiracle tickets now. Telemiracle5050.com. You know the proceeds go towards Kinsman's remarkable efforts for the people that are struggling in life through the the gifts of mobility equipment travel expenses if necessary just buy your tickets you got to be 19 years of age or over and physically in the province of saskatchewan to do it scott lamb the chairperson of the telemiracle 47 is going to be with us later on 
moving on. Monday Night Football, a quick thought on this, Moose, as you are the football guy. Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray was carted off the field with a knee injury on the third play of the game of his team's 27-13 loss to the Patriots on Monday Night Football. The fourth-year quarterback did not return. He's a two-time Pro Bowl selection, the number one overall pick out of Oklahoma, as we all know, in 2019. And he signed a $230 million contract this offseason. I am assuming you saw the analyst on ESPN this morning saying, are they handing out too much money to quarterbacks now? It's a little late, boys, for that. That's what I thought when I saw that. What are, you, what are your thoughts? That's <laughs> uh, tough. That was really tough to watch for Kyler Murray. Third play of the game. You know, and it's one of those non-contact injuries, which are the most devastating. And, and Cliff Kingsbury said it doesn't look good. He's going for testing. I don't know if it's been reported yet, but you imagine that the season's over for Kyler Murray. Colt McCoy did fine coming into that game. But look, the, the Cardinals aren't winning anything this year. It's time to start looking ahead. And that was a big win for New England, even though it was kind of an ugly game to watch. But for Mac Jones to get that done at the end and and win, they're still alive. I don't like their schedule down the stretch, but uh, when Kyler Murray goes out, it's a bit of a snoozer after that. Yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, but again, oh, gee, maybe we gave out too much money to the quarterback. You can't go back. <laughs> FYI, you can't go back now. We'll... Take a pause for the cause. Smoke him if you got him. We'll continue the warm-up when we come back. It's the RP Show on the Game Plus. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, I just opened up the 902 text line. If we can bring the moose in right now. I got some text messages here from coaches, and uh, they need to know that I don't, that's not my normal phone. I only have it on during the show. So I kind of feel bad. I just wrote them all back. Thanks for watching, coach. So, yeah, I'm just putting that out there, Darren. Uh, do you, you get texts come in on the show line, too. What do you tell, what do you tell people? What should I tell them? Yeah, thanks for watching. Um, depend, I guess it really depends on the message, but I always try and be positive and, and uh, be really grateful that people are taking time out of their day to not just only watch the show, but message our text line and, and uh, support us in that way. So love the support yeah. and uh, let's connect. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I got you. Yeah, thank you. you can, we all have access to it, by the way. Darren can open that up. You'll see who it is in there. Thanks for watching, <laughs> Coach. Um, 
Uh, the poll question, by the way, just updated for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center with dealerships all across the prairies. It's day 11 of our Jersey bracket. And today, this was Darren's call, Blues versus the Predators. And uh, Ted watching in Red Deer says, I voted for Nashville, but Rod's right. They didn't put a heck of a lot of thought into the color. But that cat is cool. Yeah, that's the original logo, right, of the Nashville Predators, the team that didn't make the playoffs for its first eight years of existence. So anyways, I'm going to move on. But you got 24 hours to, uh, to vote on that. And the orders won the poll yesterday by a measly 4% of the Calgary Flames. Moving on here in the quick six, an NBA note. Tyus Jones had 22 points. Dylan Brooks added 18 points. And the Memphis Grizzlies beat the Atlanta Hawks. 128-103 in a game that was missing key starters on both sides. Both teams were missing their leading scores, as a matter of fact. For the Grizz, Ja Morant sat out with a right thigh soreness. And Trey Young of our Here Come the Hawks. He was out with lower back tightness, which I suffer from, Darren, almost every day. Uh, Trey's absence meant Atlanta was down five of its six scores, including DeJounte Murray and Bogdan Bogdanovich. And I should mention earlier in the day, Hawks guard Trey Young was fined $25,000 by the NBA for throwing the game ball into the stands following that overtime victory against the Chicago Bulls in Hotlanta. The way I look at it, the speeding kick. The place line on that, Darren, was New York. And I, this, I forgot to mention this earlier. This is today's audience participation question of every day's audience participation, but it's the 30-year anniversary this week of Gary Bettman being named the commissioner of the National Hockey League. I'm just pausing everything here right now before I move on. And I just wonder, how do we rate Gary Bettman as the the commissioner of the National Hockey League? Quite frankly, I don't have a problem with the guy. Serena loathes him. And one day on the show, well, she's got great reasons as to why, but I don't. The NHL under Gary Bettman over the last 30 years, do we want to give him credit for all of the change? Because he's the figurehead of it. Global expansion in terms of games over there. League-wide expansion. Now, they had started expansion before he even came in. Right, Ottawa, Tampa, I think, were the first two teams, I believe. It was right around that era. The only problem I have with Gary Bettman was, as a New Yorker and a basketball guy who knew nothing about hockey, he figured it out. You know, that's what my brother Lee always says. You you know, you got to give people a chance to figure it out. If they don't figure it out, then that's on them. Uh, and in the 90s, Gary, I didn't even think he knew where Canada was. I'm not joking. But he figured it out and realized there would be no NHL without the country of Canada. And, he, and that's why he gets booed, of course, at the draft every year, a tradition that goes back almost 30 years. But the revenues now are $6 billion a year compared to $400 million a year when he took over. And I only know this because I read the article at NHL.com today. And it's a long one, but it's worth it. I'm giving Gary Bettman an A as the commissioner of the National Hockey League. You? Yeah, you have to forget about, you know, the things you don't like about him or whether he comes off as pompous or his attitude. Whatever reason you have for not liking Gary and for booing him, it's now become the thing to do is to boo Gary Bettman. I think you have to look at the body of work, and you're right. Revenues are up. I think overall the league is healthy. They've found a way now to not only engage, you know, national partners across Canada on the television side, but you have, you know, big national partners in the United States 
broadcasting games. You've had NBC for a long time. Now you got TNT and, and ESPN, you know, crushing it down there. Um, I think I think there's a lot of really good things, and the league is moving in a, in the right direction. So if you look at the entire body of work, yeah, I'm with you. I'll give them an A as well. Serena would give him a flat-out F, uh, and Kevin, the medium, is writing Spicy. in and says, Serena is so smart. She's incredibly smart. We don't always agree on things, but we don't end up fighting over them. I, I like Bettman. He's been good to me um, personally. Got photos of it. So it is what it is. John Ohm, um, watching in Winnipeg, says Rod has that Magnum PI going on with that shirt. This is nicer than anything that Tom Selleck wore. I'll tell you that. Uh, it's from a company called Scales, and I quite enjoy it. So anyways, any of the viewers, uh, tell me what you think would be your grade of Gary Bettman. Monty in Saskatoon says C minus. I understand that he's not for everybody, but this is my opinion, and it is the Rod Peterson show. Uh, by the way, in theaters now... All my props. I don't know where I put them. The movie Violent Night. When a team at Landmark Cinemas now, when a team of mercenaries breaks into a wealthy family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everyone inside hostage, the team isn't prepared for a surprise combatant, Santa Claus, played by David Harbour. He's on the grounds, and he's about to show why this Nick is no saint. Landmark Cinemas now. Violent night. I didn't go on the weekend, but I will be going over this holiday season. Did you go, Darren? Not yet. Um, okay. It's going to happen, I think, tonight or tomorrow night. I just got to convince the other one uh, to go tonight. Okay. Can't, I can't wait to go. Trust me. I want to go, and we will go. Just haven't gone yet. Point four, Connor Bedard and Shane Wright headline Canada's roster for the upcoming World Junior Hockey Championship. Hockey Canada announced its cuts Monday following two practice days and two exhibition games. Bedard and Wright were virtual locks to make the group of 20 skaters and two goalies. Canada looking to add a 20th medal at the under-20 event, which opens December 26th in Halifax and Moncton. Two other NHLers are also part of the Canadian setup. Arizona Coyotes forward Dylan Genther and LA Kings defenseman Brant Clark. While the big names were all but assured a spot, two players from the summer, defenseman Carson Lambos and forward Riley Kidney, were cut, along with eight others. Bedard, Wright, and Genther will be joined up front by University of Michigan freshman Adam Fantilli, who's also in the conversation at the top of the 2023 draft. Um, it's, it's one of those rhetorical questions that I hate, but for the sake of sports talk, we'll do it anyways. Could this year's world junior team beat last year's world junior team? That might be a question I'd like to answer around new year's Eve. Once I've watched them a couple of times, saw them play every game at the world juniors last year live. And that was a hell of a team with heart, but they don't have Mason McTavish this year. Got new goalies. Uh, they've got some great, I think it's eight returnees led by Logan Stankoven of the Kamloops Blazers, Dallas Stars prospect. There's a lot of firepower up front. Seems like more than last summer's team. Bedard's going to be better, but it might be a little early to answer that question. Could they beat last year's team? What do you think? I'll go with yes. My concern is, is the same as mm -hmm. yours. You know, new goaltenders, that's a concern. But when your best players are even better, I think this team has a chance to be better than last year. You said Bedard will be better. He is better. 
Shane Wright's coming back with something to prove, maybe a chip on his shoulder. So you think he'll be better. Stan Coven will be better. You got Fantilli. I think this group can be better, very dynamic, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch them play. Team Canada should be sponsored by Old Dutch because Shane Wright's got a lot of chips on his shoulder. Uh, And for those that don't know, that is a brand of potato chips on the Canadian prairies. Um, Point five is the CFL notes and some of those messages that have come in overnight to the 902 line were from Canadian Football League coaches. And good, good guys out there, right? One guy texted me and said, great interview with my boss. Missed you at Grey Cup. Uh, the boss being Ryan Dinwiddie yesterday, the head coach of the Toronto Argonauts. They got a real fun and punchy vibe going on over there in Toronto, don't they? Wouldn't that be a fun team to be around? You could just tell they're the champions. They're cool. They're fun. Uh, but yeah. the two points that I have to talk about on the CFL here this morning in this segment before Arash Madani joins us is uh, John Huffnagel stepping down in Calgary. And again, Arash broke that news in October. I was in Calgary when that news broke. And nobody really cared. They care, but they're, they're not worried. It's John Huffnagel. He's been there since 2008. They've been a contender every year since he's been there. He's still going to be there. He's going to have his influence. And But they trust Dave Dickinson, too. And they trust Mark Mueller, and they trust... You know, if, if you think that Jake Mayer is better than Bo, then we'll go, we'll go along with it. That's the Stamps thinking. They just trust the people with the organization, which... Not every team can have, Darren. It's pretty cool, man. We spent a lot of time in Calgary, and I'm envious of what they got going on. Yeah, very, very cool. You're right. We spent a lot of time there, and you get a firsthand look at it. And it is. It's extremely cool. It's what everybody should should aspire to and, and want to become. And I, and I think, you know, there's a blueprint right there. You can see how, how it happened, and um, I liked it. I think you did too, and yeah, I, I completely agree. It starts with culture. Everything the end of the day starts with a good culture culture and trust in people to do their jobs uh and they got it Corey, watching in tallahassee florida says gary gets an a from me and he spells it e-h the canadian term a i still find myself quite regularly around here saying a that's pretty good wings you got a it's like bingo <laughs> John in Edmonton says, I would give Bettman a B plus. There is always room to improve and be better. Yes, you'd be a very hard teacher, uh, John, and that's cool. Um, and But again, Bettman has learned, and I respect that. If you read the ESPN book, it's 825 pages, and I gave it to Darren. He hasn't finished it yet. I finished it in like a weekend, by the way, because I was ensconced in it. But Bettman lost the ESPN contract 20 years ago. And the NHL paid for that for 20 years, but now they're back. Gary at least realized, you know what? They need us more than we need them. 20 years ago, Gary thought, oh, yeah, ESPN? We don't like the terms of your deal, so suck on that. ESPN said, see ya. It was 20 years. (laughs) They're back, but Gary learned, right? So again, but I love the NHL. I'm like Ryder fans that no matter, Rome's burning there in Ryderville, and the fans are like, yeah, but we have a shot this year. And I'm like, God bless you guys for thinking, because you don't. <laughs> but they're all trying to find a silver lining. Kelly Jeffrey was named the offensive coordinator. It's in my, it's in my uh, commentary today at rodpeterson.com and Sask Radio. Nobody knows who he is, Kelly Jeffrey, but that doesn't mean he's not going to be good. Nobody knew who Bill Belichick was. Nobody knew who Tom Brady was coming out of high school in California. Like, 
give the guy a chance is the thing on Kelly Jeffrey. He's not a big name, but maybe he'll end up being a big name. He's put his years in in the game if you're taking the time to read his football resume. So here we are. Uh, people are hoping for the best. I think the riders are sick of the, con- the uh, criticism, but they'll have the chance to go out and prove it on the field this year. We don't expect much, but all you can ask is the chance to do it, and they have it. That's right. They've got a great opportunity in front of them. And for Kelly Jeffrey, I said it yesterday, seems like a guy who has no ego, right? I mean, he's put his time in at Mount A. He put his time in running back. So he's put his time in and has never whined or complained, or we've never heard him whine or complain about not getting this job or not getting that job. And he's just been patient. And I admire the heck out of that. And here's hoping he takes this and runs with it. You know, you're right. We're not expecting much. The bar is low. You know, the expectation is that the Riders will have another year where they miss the playoffs. But what a spot for this guy to be in. All you can do is overachieve. So I'm, I'm rooting for the guy uh, when, when, when they start in the fall. I'm rooting for him, or I guess, in the summer. All right, Moose, we'll see you in hour two. See you then. Arash Madani is next. It is the RP Show. We're live on Game Plus Television, live streaming on YouTube, and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. 902-518-3033, the number to text us right here in the studio. We're pleased to be joined by Sportsnet's Arash Madani at this point. Uh, always a lot of roads to go down with our good friend Arash. But if you don't mind, sir, sorry for the curveball here, but it's the 30-year anniversary next week of Gary Bettman being named commissioner of the NHL. And I'm asking the viewers what grade they would give Gary. Something pop out at you, or would you like some time to think about it? Well, I guess it depends who you ask. I mean, Gary Bettman, if you ask the owners, he's made them a pile of money. Franchise valuations have gone up, all of those things. The commitment to Arizona, Rod, still just baffles me. Uh, I still don't get it. Um, watching highlight shows the other night, they had under 5,000 people in a you know, college rink. Um, but I think of all the things that have happened over the last say, 10 or 15 years of, of Bettman's administration, I think this last U.S. TV deal, getting it back on ESPN, involving it with Turner, is one of the most important things that he has done as commissioner. Because now, you, you know, you're down there all the time in Florida. Because, because ESPN is what it is in bars and restaurants everywhere you go, there's now hockey on the screens. And I've traveled a ton through the U.S. really since 2009. Like the last 12 years, you would never see hockey on anywhere. And now the NHL is becoming more and more commonplace. And I think that's that's his, been his biggest influence of late from a from a public standpoint. Yeah, bingo. I could not agree more. It's everywhere. And I came to South Florida not expecting to see it at all. And it's everywhere. I think it's awesome. So I again apologize for the curveball, but great answer from you uh, as always. Now, I got to ask you about the Blue Jays offseason. Your compadre, Ken Reed, was on with us last week, and he said the Jays offseason has been underwhelming in his opinion. What would be your assessment so far here as we get well, free agency? Yesterday changed everything. Uh, you know, bringing in Chris Bassett from the Mets, 
three years, $63 million. They now have themselves, I would say, Rod, four of their five in their starting rotation now. And I think the one thing we've learned is you can just never have enough pitching. And that contract yesterday, AAV of $21 million, is the third richest pitching contract per year given this entire offseason. And one and two are Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer. So that the Blue Jays needed to add starting pitching. They need to add relief pitching, too. And um, another outfield move has to be made. But yesterday was the sign that this is a team that's willing to go into the CBT, the competitive balance tax, whatever it's called. They're spending. And this is now, look, Hunjin Ryu was signed going into the 2020 season. Then George Springer was signed going into 2021. They bring Jose Barrios over in a trade. They extend him into the $100 plus million along with Kevin Gosman last offseason. And now Bassett. Um, that's year after year adding significant payroll and a significant salary where it matters most. Up the middle. George Springer, then starting pitching. And I should mention, Ken Reed mentioned that before the Kevin Kermeyer news, which is pretty big news, right. too. Yeah, I think Kevin right? Kermeyer so, news would have yeah. been much bigger four years ago than it is now. Well, let me ask you this. Like, are Jays fans, because I'm not a Toronto guy, you are, are they as riddled with the ups and downs every move with the baseball team like they are with the hockey team? Like, to, to preach patience, is that lost on them, or did they get it? Well. Everybody wants answers now. Like, and I always have to remind myself when it comes to anything that sports is not instant coffee. Like, it's December 13th. Pitchers and catchers report, Rod, in over two months. Like, there's a lot of off season left. When Bryce Harper signed for over $300 million, it didn't happen until spring training was underway. So, um, there were a bunch of moves that happened finally around the winter meetings this year. And I think Blue Jay fans were hoping that one of the kind of big flashy splash names were going to land in Toronto. And I just, they're far from done. So it's not just about patience. It's about, okay, it's an entire offseason. Judge and grade the offseason then. I mean, you, you talked to Kenny last week before Kiermaier, before Bassett. That, those two moves changed the equation significantly. Um, so. So I think that's that's kind of the way you have to look at it. Looking over your shoulder, it doesn't look like you're in downtown Toronto. Looks like you got a nice fire no. going. Looks like you might even you may have. What's up? Where folks. are you at? I'm visiting oh, the folks. I'm out west in uh, in Vancouver. Actually, met up with our friend Matt Sakaris last night to watch the football. game. What a beauty! What a great guy! I'm sure yeah. you guys had lots to discuss and get caught up on. Uh, that just blew my mind. I didn't even know where to start on that. Um, I guess I'll give you this opportunity to take a home run trot, uh, trot on your John Huffnagel scoop from October that he was going to step down as GM. It happened on Monday. It was officially announced. Where do the stamps go from here, do you think? Well, I know Huffnagel saying he's going to take a step back, and I know that Dave is now officially the GM. Do you... Rod, honestly, in your heart of hearts, do you see John Huffnagel fully removing the reins, letting go of all of this? No. 
It never works. It never happens that way anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, sports executives, sports coaches, but especially football, have this disease where they just need to be involved and they need to be back in. And I think what's really important to remember here, and look, I, I fully believe this was Huffnagel's decision. I fully believe this has been in the works for quite some time, despite a lot of people in Calgary trying to refute and deny that was happening, namely Huffnagel. But Rod, and look, during his time there, they won three Grey Cups. Okay, so, you know, three championships in 15 years is nothing to scoff at. But remember how John Huffnagel got the job to begin with. It was the Ted Heller, Tom Higgins run. It was, it was a mess in 05, 06, 07. Three straight years, the Stamps lost in the West semifinal. Okay, look at the last three years and what Calgary's done. Lost in the West semifinal to Winnipeg. Lost in the West semifinal to Saskatchewan. Lost in the West semifinal to BC. I'm not saying that the, that the league has passed Huffnagel by, but there has not been success in Calgary for a while. And the best player, the best new player that the franchise has added is their quarterback. He's taken over for Bo. But Jake Mayer came to Calgary because of a recommendation given to him, given to this organization through Ryan Dinwiddie. When Dinwiddie was the quarterback's coach, because of the connection, I think it was to Dan Hawkins or somebody that, that Mayer played for in college. So I look at this Stamps roster, and they're, they're not the Stamps roster of five, six years ago. And um, I, don't, I just don't know how good they are. I think they've, they've been coasting on reputation for quite some time. Well, everything has a shelf life, uh, as we know. So very interesting to see where it goes. And congratulations again on that scoop. And listen, we'll let you get back to family time. We covered Bettman, NHL, Major League Baseball, and CFL. That's a lot. So Merry Christmas, fella. Appreciate you. And uh, all the best. We'll do it again soon. You too, and to everybody out there. One last thing, Rod. Kelly Jeffrey, don't sleep on him. This dude was a head coach of Mount A for 10 years. You're saying to yourself, okay, that's university. He inherited a program that had just lost 105 nothing to St. Mary's and was in tatters and disarray and was close to folding. And by the end of Kelly's run there, they went to back-to-back national bowl games. Uh, ball coach uh, just got hired in Saskatchewan, well, promoted in Saskatchewan. Yeah, I'm imploring them to give him a chance for sure. Thank you, sir. Sportsnet's Arash Badani. Another special guest coming up next. We'll be right back after this brief pause on Game Plus Television. Live streaming on YouTube and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them 
them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Laid back and kicking it, let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob. 902-518-3033 is the number to text the show, and uh, it's been a fun one. Covering a lot of ground today, and we're very excited to welcome now Scott Lamb, the chairperson, Telemiracle 47. We are getting near the deadline. This is fun, right, Scott? Telemiracle's always fun. We've been telling everybody, where are we going? Higher, a great Saskatchewan tradition. And yeah, Friday is the deadline, of course, while we're making the draw. How is this Telemiracle 50-50 online raffle gone so far from from, uh, the Telemiracle's perspective? Really well, actually. Uh, very proud of the people of Saskatchewan. Like always, you know, they, they step up. But, uh, you know, what better way to celebrate Christmas than a guaranteed $50,000 jackpot, right? Uh, Merry Christmas to somebody. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, I'll tell you what. We've been, my whole life, I don't know about yours. I'm telling you how old I am. I've been following this telemiracle thing. And people always wait to the last minute. I don't know why. That's when the biggest totals seem to be happening. And I'm sure from your perspective, you'd prefer to maybe get this thing. Well, it's never sold out, but maybe sell a few more tickets earlier in the week and not wait till Friday. Would I be right on that? Well, it'd be nice to get a couple sold, but uh, obviously, you know, I'm guilty of it too. I've, I've done, I've definitely done the last minute 50, 50 purchase in my career too. So, uh, but you know, what a, what a great way to celebrate Christmas and give back to your community. Then, uh, buying a 50-50 ticket and have the chance of winning winning some money and helping the, the great people of this province. Absolutely. And if you don't mind, would you, for those that don't know, the Kinsman Foundation of Saskatchewan, you know, where these funds go, I've been saying it every day, but it might help if the chairperson of Telemiracle itself mentions that. Where does the money go to? Everybody wants to know that. Yeah, so it, it stays right here in the provinces. You know, it, it goes to help people get to, to medical appointments. You know, so often, uh, you know, especially in today's world with the price of fuel, um, it's it's hard to get to Regina or Saskatoon for for those critical critical medical appointments. Um, the, the funds, uh, something simple as a walker. You know, we might take going out for groceries for granted, but there are people in this province that uh, a simple five hundred dollar walker gives them the freedom to leave their place and and go get groceries or have coffee with their friends. It's uh, you know th- that's what it's about. We we help people get to their medical appointments. We we give them equipment to to better their life and better quality of life to to live here. Boom. That's the answer I was looking for. I think people forget, Scott, that half the province is rural, right? And it's not as yeah. easy to get around out there into the city, like you say, mobility equipment, and that's where the money goes. So if people are sitting right now, what's the sales pitch from you to if they haven't bought tickets yet, they get her done here before Friday? Absolutely. You know. Uh, Tell America will be in February 25th, 26th, live from uh, Prairie Land Park in Saskatoon. But uh, but here's a quick uh, here's a quick opportunity to uh, to help us get started before the show. So you know, get out there, uh, go to tellamerical5050.com, get your tickets, and uh, let's make Saskatchewan a better place to live. Perfect. Well said. Anything else, Scott? Before I let you go. Uh, you know, I just want to thank everyone and the, the great people of this province for all they do. It's it's truly unique uh, what Telemiracle is and does in this province. It's, you know, it's like Vico and bunny hugs. The Telemiracle falls in the same line. Very- <laughs> That's Bingo! Right. It's a brand. It's a brand. Yeah, worldwide famous Telemiracle. Doesn't matter where I go. I'm on the stage all the time, Scott, and I always say, where are we going? The whole room yells, higher. 
So uh, thank you for your work and your service with the Telemiracle Man, and good luck and uh, Merry Christmas. Looks like Scott's gone, but we got the point. Yeah. Before we go, Mike Leach, sports update. Uh, the gruff, pioneering, and unfiltered college football coach who helped revolutionize the game with the air raid offense has died following complications from a heart condition. Mississippi State said this morning he was 61 years of age. Leach uh, fell ill uh, Sunday at his home in Starkville, Mississippi, passed away day night. We'll continue the sports update. It's coincidentally brought to you by Telemiracle. Next hour when the Moose rejoins us and Ron Dugay, Rangers great, will join us too. Uh, it's the RP Show and we'll be right back after this brief pause on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and WQE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.